drinking, bro. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Yeah! Hey, guys. Holy shit. Oh, boy. Oh. Welcome to Drinking Bros. Hi. It, it is Drinking Bros, and I can uh. sure act a fuckery. Yeah, Jared yeah. can. Yeah, you can. Jared you really goddamn can. I've got no rules. No parents are here right now. Nobody. No parents are there. Matt and Rocco are not there to tell you what to do. My pants are off. Oh, God. Goddamn right that your pants are off. <laughs> Who, who's over there, Jared? Who do we got Dude, tonight today over we've got a special treat. Joining us is Mr. Marty Scovlin, prior 1st Battalion Ranger, author of The Violence of Action, uh, and just a, an all-around smooth-talking jazz cat. Uh, wow. I live, I live in a van. Wow. That was a <laughs> they, fucking- They're literally that was, scraping Marty. the bottom of the barrel for podcasts yeah. this week. They found a dude Marty, living I, in a I'm van. I'm not going to lie, though, but Jared gave you a nice intro. He, he really gave you the honey tonight. Yeah. I you mean, know? Uh, you know, for as bad as Jared looks in person, he's actually kind of a nice guy. I know. I know. It's shocking, <laughs> isn't it? It's shy in person. You meet him, you're like, God, that's that's yeah. that's a white devil. That's did, a white fucking devil. How did this guy devil. get famous? Oh, it's because he's, yeah. so, he's so nice. He's I know just, he is. He's just isn't really he? nice to people. <laughs> he, he is. He is. Well, hey, we got some sponsors tonight, Marty. We'll, we'll show you how this show works. God damn it! Fuck yeah! Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Carnivore Club. What mm. goes great with both beer and wine? Meats. meats. You know this. It's fucking meat. God damn it. Oh, so this is For not the same carnivore club I dropped like 100 ones at last night. <laughs> oh, no, it is definitely There was a lot that, of meat there, too. A lot there, of There really is. There really is. But for those meat eaters listening, <laughs> imagine this. Every month, someone packs two pounds of the tastiest, highest quality, dry-cured meats. Yes, they can find it. They, they pack it into a box, Jared. Oh. You know what they do? They mail that fucking box to you. So you can get a ribeye on your doorstep? It's, it's, it's Yeah, it's, you can get whatever you want. It's, it's a new meat every it month. It's great. I love you know, it. You know what they have, Marty? They, they got venison jerky. They got wild boar salami. Holy shit. They got shit. spicy spreadable pork. You name it. Oh, if I it's, had a front a porch... I would totally get that delivered to my front porch. It's a, it's a real goddamn thing. They can deliver it to your van, <laughs> your fucking van, probably. That would be amazing. It's called, look, it's called Carnivore Club. Taste it for yourself. Go to carnivoreclub.co and sign up. You can use the promo code DRINKINGBROS to get 10% off your first box. God damn it, we love Carnivore Club. It sounds really amazing. Do. It is. It is amazing. Our uh, our next sponsor, Marty, you, you might have heard of them. It's 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 a little whiskey company. Um, it, it gets your mouth wet. It gets your tummy tummy sweating. It, it gets your it gets your asshole numb. It is called Lead Slingers Whiskey. Oh yeah, tummy. Lead Slingers Whiskey has definitely numbed my asshole in the past. Whoa, I bet it has. Are you drinking? Are you are you drinking some over there right now, Marty? No, no, I'm not. I'll get to that in a second, though. I'll let you finish on the Lead Slingers Whiskey. All right, but there's a there's a I saw on Facebook there's a lot of a lot of places throughout the Texas area that are carrying that right now. In Texas, everywhere. If you live in Texas, call your local specs. Ask them for it. Beg them for it. Tell them you need it in your life. Offer sexual favors. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. People open. were driving in out of other states and getting it. Um, Lead Slingers whiskey is my favorite fucking whiskey. Uh, and last but not least, we have the, the greatest piece of American literature ever written. Uh, better than Mark Twain. Better than anything that fucking Hemingway guy wrote. He was just a uh, drunk who, anyways. Who is yeah. he anyway? Fuck him. Fuck him and the fucking horse he rode in on. Uh, actually, my steed. Fuck him and the steed he rode in on because <laughs> I've got a better steed. And I'm talking about at night she cries while he oh, rides his steed. Yeah. A romance novel for dudes. Mm, God damn it. It's, it's, the, it's the greatest book ever. It's available on Amazon, Audible.com. It's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere delicious. your mother doesn't want you to be. It is a delicious novel. I will read an excerpt from... Uh, a recent cohort of mine who was in the Australian military that said, I quote, mate, I have never laughed this hard at text, mate. I think he double-mated me. 
Wow. He double mated you. Yeah, he double I think that's a compliment me. in Australia. I think it is. I think, it is. I think a double mate means yeah. like he was he was taken away. He was in it. He was into it. Uh, yeah. Just like Yeah, he felt it. And then he ended it with a thank you, you sick cunt. Which oh. sick cunt is great. Yeah. That means oh. that's that's yeah. awesome. If they call you a shit cunt though, that means you're you're a fucker. You're a I real just fucker. always that- thought cunt from anybody that has a different accent was a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah, yeah. No, being called a cunt is is the the highest form of flattery. Yeah, we're so know? uppity here in America that we don't use it more often. We, we really need to get on the. Nah, uh, you no, know. we should. You know, you know what, Marty? If Donald Trump is president, we're going to use that goddamn <laughs> word more often. If Donald Trump we're is gonna president, we're going to use it more often. Shit's going down and. Yeah, cunt will be uh, part of my daily vernacular. Yeah, if that happens. Be, uh, it should be Marty. It should be. Well, hey, yeah. Marty, what are you drinking tonight? What, what, what uh, do we got so there? So I've got two bottles of random wine that I found at, at the uh, the store down the street. Whiskey business. Yeah. And why wine? Why so fancy? Because we just started drinking bros bespoke for the finer gentleman oh. and gentle lady. So I figured, you know, Look I'm going to class it up with some wine. And not too classy because I'm drinking it straight out of the bottle like a fucking bum that I am. Uh, but, you know, want to promote drinking bros bespoke yeah and uh, i like Ross, that this wine is called it, when he told me what this wine was called it reminds me of of a girl you accidentally get pregnant at the local y it's called broquel oh yeah. it's did, did you bro did you broquel did you yeah. broquel as, as soon as he said it to me i was like god that sounds like man how am i ever gonna finish my rap career i got broquel pregnant i was kind of thinking yeah, like caitlin jenner's mistress but i mean that that your yours works too yeah, it but it sounds Kate, like Caitlyn mistress a girl or a boy. Exactly. Thus, yeah. Broquel. Broquel. Which one? Broquel. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like a girl named Ra- Ra- Raquel who was just down with two dudes fucking her. Like, no, oh, no, it's, is, bro- it's Broquel. It's Broquel. This, is, this sounds like someone, if you were a close friend of RuPaul, he would introduce you to a Broquel. Yeah, at some point. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. There would be a my, dinner party where it's like, oh, hey, bro-quel. can you pass me the pate, Broquel? She quilts. You need to check out her quilts. They're amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, made, she, made three, she made three portions of the AIDS quilt. Like if you That's got, Broquel. If you got invited to Prince's house for an after party, like someone named Broquel would be there. I would there would be, I, you know what, Jared? Prince there would be, party. there would be two. Yeah, there would be two Broquels. I'm gonna add that to my. I'm gonna add that to <laughs> my Prince's bucket after list party. right now. Yeah, dude, you get put number one, Marty. If you're writing this down, mm-hmm. be friends with Prince. Two, go to his after party. Three, yep. meet both Broquels. Yes, <laughs> it there, has to be that detailed. Yes. Hopefully, one yeah. of them is introduced to me by Prince. Literally, I want to mark this right now. That if you ever yep. shake hands with Prince, if any of us do, the yes. first thing out of our mouth has to be, do you know anyone named Broquel? Broquel. Yeah. No, I, no hey, we don't even Jerry, ask can it. I, can we I demand, you? where's fucking Broquel? I want to meet him right now. I don't give a shit if Hashtag you're Prince or not. Hashtag free Broquel. Free Broquel. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag free Broquel. Hashtag pray for Broquel. I uh, say since I, 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 since we're going there, can I tell you a, a really awesome Prince story, Jared? Oh, you know he's one of my favorites, right? Fuck yeah! You got a Prince story? He has a Prince uh, story. I got, I got a, every everybody should have a Prince story. If you don't have a Prince story, you you can find a way to get a Prince story. Um, so a friend of mine, Prince plays these concerts, and he does this all the time. By the way, he'll pop up in different cities, and he'll just play a surprise show, and it doesn't matter where it is. It's not. It doesn't have to be an arena. Uh, it could be a bar. Uh, in LA, my my buddy was like, "Hey, Prince is playing at this re- this restaurant tonight," and I was like, "Oh, really? Are you fucking serious?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, you need to go to the restaurant and talk to the manager, and he'll give you a ticket for a hundred dollars." And I was like, "This can't be real," but it also sounds like something that Prince would do. You should all have so, also been like, "I'm fucking Ross Patterson. I don't pay a hundred dollars for tickets to Prince. No, Prince no, no, invites Try- me." Trust me, everybody paid for tickets. Everybody, and I'll and I'll, and I'll get to that because uh, like Jamie Fox and a bunch of people were there, and I was like, "Yo, did you pay for ticket?" Everybody paid for tickets. Oh. So I go and I knock on this restaurant door. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. It's not open yet. It doesn't open until five. And I knocked on the door, and this like white manager answered. And it's you know in a nice part of Hollywood. And uh, and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, I'm here for Prince tickets." And he goes, "Oh." Who told you Prince was playing? And I was like, uh, and I didn't know if this was part of the game. So I was like, well, who didn't tell me Prince was playing? <laughs> and he goes, all right, all right, come in. He's like, you know, you know, it's cash only, right? And I was like, yeah, 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 I heard that. You know, I didn't hear it was cash only. I had no fucking idea. <laughs> so I give this guy, luckily I had a hundred bucks on me. I give this guy a hundred bucks 
and he hands me, he doesn't hand me a ticket. He hands me a business card. And on the business card, it only said two words on it. On the front of the business card, it said, Prince. You turn over the business card, it just said, Midnight. <laughs> that was it. That's the so, fucking most baller ticket yeah. ever. Of all time. So I've, I'm, and I was like, this is it? And he goes, yeah, this is it. And looking at me like I'm a dumb shit. Like, oh, you don't know Prince? Well, this dude, is what well, Prince does. Up to this point, Ross, you were in, you were in there. He thought you were high level. Like because you're like yes, you, you I knew. answered all the right questions. Like who didn't yeah. tell me? Of exactly. course I know it's cash only. And then you're like, hey, what the fuck is this? He goes. Uh, then he just realized, oh, this is your first time, you fuckwit. Yeah. What, yeah. Hey, one so, question so, though: so, was the card velvet? Uh, no, the, the it was card parchment. wasn't velvet, but it, it was parchment. It, wait, it was, yes, it was raised from the text. Constitution. Yeah, it had it, it had texture to it, didn't it? Yes, it was raised text. The, the font was like something special, and you were like, "Oh shit!" It wasn't like purple rain font either. Yeah. It was like it no was like a, like old English, like old English, yeah, old English, yeah, old English. Midnight Prince, yeah, midnight. So I was like, "All right, fuck, man." So I called my buddy, and I was like, "Yo, I got I got the ticket." I was like, "But it's a business card," and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I got the business card too." And he goes, I'll, "So so I'll see you there at midnight." So we go in at midnight. Uh, and we walk in, and again, it's just a restaurant. It's not a, There's no stage. There's no nothing. Prince clears out a couple tables. They clear out the other tables. There's maybe 100, 150 people there. And then they, they've got velvet rope around the band. So he's with the revolution. And they've got a velvet rope around him, but you walk right up to him. So I'm like, what, what the fuck is going on? I'm 6'3". I'm a large man. Prince is not a large your- man. I feel your pain. He's got, yeah, yeah. Prince is <laughs> Prince. He's got he's got six inch heels on. That's no lie. Six inch fucking heels, and he's maybe five three, five five tops on his best day with six inch heels on. So he starts the show blaring like he's in an arena, but he's in a restaurant. There's 150 people in there. Plays for fucking three and a half hours straight. I'm right in front of him, maybe two feet away. There's no security. There's no nothing. He plays like it's his last goddamn day on earth. He, uh, after the show is over, he walks into the kitchen with his entire band and, and just stops. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? So a couple other people start like screaming out encore, encore. I, I start screaming out encore, but I can see him. Prince is in the fucking kitchen with the rest of the band, and the, the the kitchen's not very big, so they're all huddled up in there. They're all shuffled together, and Prince, like I'm making eye contact with Prince, so I have to start. I'm I'm clapping because I want the encore, I want the full shit. And then after five minutes of just standing there staring at us, he walks out of the kitchen as if it was like like a stage, you know, like he was behind an arena. He comes back out and plays an 18-minute live version of fucking Purple Rain that tore my dick and balls off, and then he leaves. <laughs> I just got a chill up my spine. This, this experience yeah. is once in a lifetime. Once in like, a lifetime. I so thought you were like going to say that Prince cooked you a fucking omelet. No, no, no. no okay, and, and, but by the way, Chappelle and all that, that Chappelle show and all that shit was out by then. So that's kind of what you're expecting. You're expecting to get something weird like that, but it was like. Man, does it get any weirder than I'm in a restaurant with 150 people listening to Prince right in front of my fucking face? You know, and he plays an 18 minute live version of Purple Rain. Like, you know, what's funny, uh, Ross, is it's like the bigger the act, the more serious they are every time they f- perform. It seems because the best rock concert I've ever been to was the Scorpions, who played for two and a half hours, and they're 63 years old. And, yes, and dude, I, I think yes. they're 69 years old. Like, they rocked so hard for two and a half hours, and then I'm super excited to see the fucking starting line in New Jersey. They play 10 songs and fucking peace Dude, out. They like, don't make rockers like they used to. No. Dude, no, fucking that's Kiss right, starting line. Kiss Kenny. is still touring. Fucking Kiss. They're like 90. Yeah, Fuck I, you, I, Kenny. I, uh, what, so, so one of the best shows I've been to recently, because I go to, uh, by the way, Jared, I, I, you and I share the same love of music. I go to a lot of fucking concerts. Um, I saw Springsteen play for cl- almost four hours. God, he I've heard three- that too. Is he <laughs> logged in at three forty-five, and it couldn't even get through half of his hits. And you were just like, "God damn, dude!" Um, <laughs> still, I mean, killing it, sweating, sweating like Sha- Shaquille O'Neal from the free throw line. Like he <laughs> in the fourth quarter, he was just <laughs> fucking going for it. Where you're just like, "God damn it!" Like I felt awful about my life. I mean, like I was like, you "Man, get I in can- that zone." If you get in that zone, though, like. You don't want to quit. You got a good crowd. You got people feeding you energy. 
Like, why stop there? Like, when we were when we did the live podcast at Vegas, it was like, fuck, let's go for four hours. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> dude, dude, Springsteen goddamn went for it. And uh, yeah, same with Prince. And, like, that was the other impressive thing was for 150 people, he didn't have to play for fucking four hours, Prince did. But he did it anyways. And you were just like... Jesus, man. Like, you just love it. And the other part of me was like, did he do it for us? Did he do it for himself? Or did he do it so we would have this story knowing that I'd have a fucking podcast one day with my buddies and then tell this, drop this fucking awesome Prince story to the world? I mean, I think, I think on one level of thing, on one level, I think he did it for you guys because it's kind of the same way. Yeah. Like, when we, when we call random people that buy our shirts or when we FaceTime some random guy because his girlfriend wrote in and said it's his birthday, like we're doing that because we're so goddamn happy someone asked us to do that. It's like we're doing it for them at that point. Let's let's make this experience so cool that that if if they wanted it this bad. So for him, it's like, hey, I got 150 people here, but I'm gonna make this fucking rad. Here's my yeah. here's my theory. I think Prince did it so that your grandchildren's grandchildren will tell parables about his exploits. Yes. Yeah. I I look because I'll tell this story, story forever. Yeah, I'll tell this story forever. And like I remember as a kid, my 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 dad taking me to concerts, being like, I it was like Guns N' Roses or something. He took me to, and he was just like, ah, he was like, this this fucking band will never last. They're not the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Uh, one, you know, they're doing Coachella this year, which is hilarious. So, um, so they did last, Dad. So fuck you. Uh, two, um, the Rolling Stones lasted ninety times longer though, and they're still playing. I saw the Stones last summer, and they played. Dude, they played a two and a half hour show. So, uh, dude, they yeah. don't make rockers like they used to. They, those they guys don't. just they, they got don't. fucking endurance. You know, everybody's a pussy nowadays. It's like, dude, he's, I, he's I, so I, right. I mean, you're, I, you're I just. Right. They're, nobody can live. Nobody can live anymore. Like all these fucking people. It was just are dying. like, oh, it's Ross, just... the other day. So I'll I'll go into this tangent if we're going to talk about fucking rock bands. So let's do it. I see, let's fucking go there. I see um, one of my buddies from Pensacola posts. Oh man, we made national news when I woke up this morning. So I was like, oh fuck, what? What'd you make national news for? He was he was one of the guys that used to be in a really good local band in Pensacola that I loved. So I look, and what happened was is he's in a new band. And they opened right. up for two fucking metal core or Christian core or whatever the fuck you want to call them. I mean, there's so many goddamn metal. Fucking P.O.D. There's, there, dude, there's so many metal genres or whatever it is. But two decently uh, large ones. One's called The World Alive and the other one, um, fuck, I don't even know what it's called because I don't give a shit. So <laughs> anyway, or The Word Alive, I'm sorry. It's The Word Alive and Fit for a King. Those are the two fucking bands that are playing. So these guys okay. these guys opened for them. And uh, when, we, when I woke up and read this story, uh, the lead singer for Fit for a King had tweeted, uh, a local band in Pensacola jumped The World Alive's manager because he cut their set early. We'll make sure that we destroy these guys and we'll never play again. So I'm like... Okay, first off, I know these guys, and I know there's no way they just jump some dude out the back of the handlebar, like which is the bar that everybody has these shows at. And even then, the handlebar barely holds like 80 people, so you couldn't have been you weren't playing the fucking civic center, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I I do more digging, and I come across one of the rock one of the rock podcasts or radio shows actually called that band the the local band of Pensacola to interview them to find out the story and they tell the story about how the manager was a fucking dick. He was, they were, they, they had got their stuff set up and their, their engineer was late to fucking sound check him. And they started playing, they got through one song and then the manager comes up. He's like, you got one more and then we're cutting you off and you don't want to fuck with me if you want to argue. So they're like, Jesus. So they did one more song and then they stopped. They played two songs for an opening and they all go back out, out back of the venue and they're like, man, that manager's a fucking cocksucker. And he hears that and goes, oh, you want to talk shit? The band's like, yeah, we do. And they get into a scuffle. There was like a push. Fisticuffs. And then, and, then, and then one guy tried to break it up, and they all fell to the ground. And then a security guard came out, and the manager cried like a little bitch. That's right. The world alive. Your manager's a fucking bitch. And the security guard kicks the local band out. And then, of course... This other metal band that's there, the Fit for a King, takes to Twitter 
and and that's their response. We're gonna go to Twitter. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking make a a mean tweet. And so I posted on his, that that lead singer's timeline uh, that morning, like, oh cool, you're a metal band. You took to Twitter when men were handling shit like men handle it. Like, let them fucking go to blows out back yeah. and settle their problems. Hey, bro. Instead, let them fucking let them do cocaine, <laughs> punch each other in the face, <laughs> rip each other's dicks off, and then attach and, them later and then back shake to their hands and drink beers and not give a yeah. fuck. Instead, yeah, be a fucking man. And that's about what it. I asked. That's what I asked. Fit for a king. I said, hey, are, is all that screaming and that fucking drums and hard hard guitar just for fucking show, or are you guys just a bunch of little pussies that fucking scream into a microphone? Because apparently, your your resolution to things is, I'm going to take to Twitter and ruin a local band's career. Like, hey, bro, yeah, hashtags win the, wars. You're just a fucking dick, is what you are. Exactly. Win we wars. Should, you should rename that band the Screaming Nancys. <laughs> <laughs> and we should. We should because that fuck the Screaming Nancys. Had they had that local band actually like jumped a guy like where nine dudes are just kicking a guy while he's in the fetal position, I would not have been on their side. I've been like, you guys are punks. Like it should have been one on one. But when you actually read the story and then see the aftermath that all the whiny little bitch ass fucking wannabe metal bands cry about afterwards, then it's just like you guys are fucking gay. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 crying over spilt Campbell's soup. You know. <laughs> They're they're crying Chunky because they're, they're they're crying. He was crying because someone spilled his vape solution. Yeah, <laughs> all that all that va- dude. You know how much fucking vape you just wasted? You just wasted so much fucking vape, dude. Man, fuck you, man. I was gonna vape all night. I was gonna fucking... vape, man, and you just spilled all that solution. You, you know, know much hey, that but costs? by the way, yeah, you know how much that fucking costs. Uh, I you know who's hardcore though. Uh, can we get into Marty's story? Marty, y- you've got a crazy, crazy fucking story. Like you, you live a punk rock life, like a real one in real life. You live, like, you live just a, like you, you live just like these bands do, bro. Yeah, you live in a fucking. You live in a van, right? Yeah, I, I literally live in a 1996 white Ford Econoline Club Wagon XLT. Whoa, whoa! Are that's you the fucking, make model that's real and life. the fucking? Titties. I won't bore yeah. you with the VIN number unless you want me to. No, I don't really know. No, I mean, look, give us the first. I don't even know. I don't even know. Give us the th- the first three of the VIN. Then we know you're serious, Marty. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Nah, bro. It's got a 150 watt solar panel on it and uh, a queen size mattress. Oh man, it's where the magic happens. Who's in the Who's in the van with you? So it's uh, me, my uh, beautiful wife, my 18 month old daughter, and my uh, black lab. Now that's wow. that that's intense. The fact that you brought a dog with you, like that's next yeah. level. There's, there's yeah, dude, the, the baby, the baby's next level, but then a dog on top of it, like yeah. Holy so shit. the uh, you know, the, it's it's double edged sword, you know, because you got the dog, so it's like you know, if there's uh, you know, um, street youths, you know, bustling about outside the van, you know, causing problems, you know, doing things that street youths a ruckus, do, causing yeah, a, a ruckus. ruckus. Uh, yeah. You know, you've got the dog there to warn. Let them know, like, hey, you know, don't, don't fuck with this I, van. I thought about that too. Okay. Is, is is the dog is yeah? Because the only the only reason why I'd feel uncomfortable in that situation is like I, I asked you first is I would I would hate people knocking on that yeah. when I'm asleep because at that point it's like who comes up? There's only two people that come up and knock on a van at night, and that's either a cop asking you to move or somebody that wants to fuck your shit up. Yeah, like literally a rapist. Yeah, like. Yep. No, uh, but it's a double-edged sword, though, because, you know, you throw a dog into the mix, and what I've discovered so far is I added a second living, breathing thing that can also diarrhea all over the inside of my van, oh, in addition yeah, to my toddler. Yeah, yeah you um, did. Yeah, you did. So, and that's happened. It, it, that is that has happened. So, um, you know, as glamorous as living out of a van sounds, there's, you know, there's some rough days, too. The you brown know? walls of Marty yeah, Scovlin. You know what, you know what, Marty? I'm going to stop you right there because, because one, it doesn't sound glamorous whatsoever. Yeah, uh, really but doesn't. two, I said that as exaggerative as I possibly could. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You're, you're definitely, you're de- definitely, you weren't glamoring that up any. Um, but, uh, no, but two, I'm, I'm really fucking interested in this. First of all, I, I get a shit ton of questions now. Yeah, man. Well, you, I, think, you just I think Ross. Wait, wait, start. wait. But no, no, in, in a great way. Now that you just dropped this hammer, um, because I think a lot of people have said, "Fuck, man. You know what I'd really like to do? Just pick up my fucking van and then just go live my life wherever, wherever I want to do." What, what, what made you? decide to want to do this first of all so it was actually my wife's idea a lot of you know i've kind of got a past of doing you know kind of some crazy adventurous stuff and i think a lot of people thought that this was going to be my idea it was actually my wife's idea she wanted to do this and i'm not one to turn down a good adventure so this was last i think june july that 
she brought this up and gave us a couple months to plan and we took off in September and uh you know we're only going to do it for a year but you know like I said I'm not one to turn down a good adventure and I think my for my wife she wanted to change a pace you know she'd uh you know been with me through four out of five deployments and then the ups and downs of starting a small business and I think she was ready to go out there and have her own adventure and do something crazy and kind of take a break from uh the everyday curmudgeon and that's and that's what I wanted to get into Ross is Marty you this isn't out of like sustenance you guys chose to do this and what yeah. what what is your past yeah, hey, hey, in J- business? Jared, by the way, this, this is what makes it cool is that you decided to do this. Yeah. Some people don't have a fucking ch- – this is their life, but it's like you, you've decided to do it. I follow you on Facebook. You post amazing pictures. Thank you. From all over the country. And um, yeah, so I, I, Jared, go ahead because I, I really want to get into I wanted him to get into the backstory story. of what financially set you up to be able to just buy the van, outfit it, and say, hey, let's take two – because you said the whole the whole goal of this is to let your daughter see all fifty states uh, before she's three years old. Yeah, two years old. Two years old. Yeah. Um. No. So I uh, ran a company called Blackside Concepts. Uh. You know, it started while I was still in the military. It did well enough in its first year that I got out of the military and uh, did that for about three years. Started about six different sub brands underneath that. Some people might know the Havoc Journal. Um. And yeah. that's one of them. And uh, yeah, so uh, ended up uh, walking away from that last summer. Um, I've also got a few books out and stuff. It you made sold it, it though. You sold yeah. it. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. And yeah, it, it was a success. I think. Um, you know, I think most people view Dude, it as anybody a success, anybody you know? that starts a business and then can sell it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially when you it's started successful. a business with no debt. Yeah. Like you weren't absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I started this thing with six hundred dollars when I was a staff sergeant in the <laughs> army. Like uh bought the web domain and the LC paperwork and you know, fucking did it from there. So um, you know, and I'm not like the greatest thing that ever happened to business far from it, but you know, if, if it means I can take a year off to go travel with my wife and my family and, you know, show my daughter all these different things that she won't remember. Um, <laughs> uh, you were one of, yeah, you, there's you were, a lot of pictures, you a lot were of pictures one of, uh, we are the mighty's veterans. Yeah. They yeah, did, uh, like the 25, 25 influential veterans. Yeah. Which I was um, very humbled over. I mean, I, yeah, I but still fucking, it's, it's, you were, you are one of those guys that within the last two, three years, got to walk away from a military career even though you had double digit years yeah well yeah, yeah. Eight, i had eight, eight years in yeah, i was still, a staff that's sergeant big. that's you know? a career yeah and you walked away because your business was successful and you still you know you have influenced a lot of people and you know not to go too far off topic here of the van thing but i think that's the big thing is i hope that you know when they see stuff that i've done stuff that you matt fucking evan hafer that, you know, all these guys that are getting out there and getting into business, like, man, if you're a fucking veteran, you have, and you want to run a business, you have no excuse not to. And you've got all these great guys that, that you can reach out to as far as like, hey, how do I fucking do this? You know, um, I know Jared and Matt and you guys, you guys are constantly helping out dudes who want to get their, you know, get their foot in the door. And it's, it's a fucking great way yeah, to go. Any, anyone that's prepared to do, do it the right way. Yeah. Is, we are, we're open for, yeah, for it all. Exactly. Absolutely. But, and, and Marty, your, your books have done really well, right? Um, yeah. I, so I've got two books out. The first one I wrote under pen name cause I was still in the military. Um, that one was published through St. Martin's press. It's called the Ranger knowledge book. Um, it's kind of a study guide for people. And then the second one I did under the publishing company we started called Blackside publishing. And that was called uh, violence of action. The untold stories of the 75th Ranger regiment in the war on terror. Um, and that one, yeah, that one I think did a lot better than the first one, but, uh, yeah. I mean, and Matt best himself wrote of the drinking pros podcast yeah. wrote the forward of that book. So yeah. if, oh, if that's you are fantastic. a listener, and you have not, you did not know any of that. By all means, go search out. Uh, Chiggity, check it violence out. Violence of action. Yeah, hey, yeah. You know what? You know what's really funny, Marty, is uh, uh you know, obviously myself being a, a world famous author. Uh, for <laughs> at, at, at night she cries while he rides his steed. Every time it gets typed into Amazon and it says, "Oh, people who've bought this have bought this," it's your books. Really. Yeah. Fucking your, did your, not your, know that, dude. Does that mean I can somehow talk you into a signed copy of your book? I'll show you mine if you show me yours. I will. Or, I will. I Look, I will definitely show you mine. <laughs> uh, I, I think everybody in the goddamn free world has seen mine. But yeah. uh, for for sure. But but I but I know that it's doing well and uh, and your books are really popular. Um, and uh, that, this is great to hear. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an amazing story again because I think this is something, you know, something we all wish we could do. Is just take a year off and see the you know the country, do whatever you want. But look, financially, a lot of people can't, or you know, you're stuck in life yeah. or whatever. The fact that your wife was cool with this, yeah, is unbelievable. Uh, she must be the greatest woman on the, the face of the, the planet. The fact that she's leading the charge helps, though, too, because I I was talking to Marty about this today. Like, 
I feel that if you tried to, if you had, if you had to talk someone into this idea, it wouldn't work. Oh, because they that would mean, every no, step that of the would way. mean that every yep. time something went awry, that means every time the van broke down, every time yep. it was raining and there wasn't a bathroom or something like that, like it would be your fault. A shower, yeah. a shower. But it's, it's yeah. the, it the the whole thing hinges on the fact that it was her idea and of course guys are down for fucking anything i mean we don't care we're so used to yeah. not having yeah. things yeah. it's like oh yeah fuck it whatever yeah cool yeah always uh, down for an adventure yeah and that's the whole thing they're definitely you know and that's why i say like yeah it, it does sound cool and there are definitely cool aspects to it like i have gotten to see some amazing things so far you know yeah fucking- so, so yeah marty marty what's the coolest shit you've seen then man because like, uh, i i on Facebook, I've seen a lot of amazing pictures. Like it looked like you were at the Grand Canyon Ross, maybe once. Or? So we were talking about this today, this morning as well. Is there there are a lot of things that pictures don't do it justice ever? Yeah, in this country, and then there are a lot of things that are overhyped that you're kind of disappointed when you actually see them. And he, he's he's going to all of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, so here's the big one that really surprised me. I fucking. You know, Louisiana was one of the few states that I had never been to. And I honestly... Really? Yeah. Wasn't really, honestly, that disappointed about the whole thing. Didn't really care that I hadn't seen it because I'd never heard a good thing about Louisiana. Dude. Sure. I was pretty fucking impressed with Louisiana. And maybe it's because I went through when it was a kind of a nice temperate time, not too humid or anything like that. I don't know. But, dude, it's a fucking beautiful state. I enjoyed New Orleans. Like, I... Yeah. You know, it it completely surprised me. Here's my... I have the exact same Louisiana story, by the way. I, I was always tepid when it was like, oh, let's go party in Louisiana. Let's go figure it out. I was like, man, everybody said it, it is hotter than devil's dick there. Like, yeah. don't go to Louisiana. Uh, and especially New Orleans, they were like, oh, it smells like trash. It smells like garbage. I, I've I've gone, th- I've gone, I think, four times now. Um, three times have been on in absolute perfect settings where it was 70 degrees, no trash in the streets. Uh, and I thought New Orleans was one of the, the the best, greatest cities I've been to. The food was amazing. The yeah. drinks were amazing. And then I went one time in the dead of July. It was hotter than the devil's dick, and and, and it was awful. There were so trash. It depends on wh- there were trash in the streets everywhere. <laughs> I, you you could I, like it was in my clothes. You I think that's everywhere it. in the deep south is like the it. summertime. It just gets fucking disgusting. And I lived in it Georgia. It smells for like five ten thousand taints. Yeah. yeah. It smells like ten thousand taints. The humidity taints down that there. wafts off of your taint hair is is the deep south in July. And if you shave, if you shave your taint hair, it's just gonna drip down into your boxers and jeans. And yep. then it's like, oh my God, did he sit in a fucking cup of water? Like what what happened? No, it's my taint sweat. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry taint that's sweat. my taint sweat. It's a problem. Yeah, T S is a big problem. Everybody knows about the T S. Everybody. Um, but yeah, I've got I've got the same I've got the same Louisiana story. It depends on when you go, but it, it can be yeah like one of the best times, one of the most beautiful states you've seen. And, and what, what what else is on that list for you? Yeah, so one of the ones that I think completely met my very lo- low expectations was Arkansas. Fuck you, Arkansas. Fuck you. Fuck you. Don't like Marty, Arkansas. I you know what? Too, and Mar- if you're from you, Arkansas, you, and I are you know two what? For Maybe two you're tonight. okay as an individual, but as a fucking state, fuck you. Broke Marty, down there. Me, me, Fuck you, Arkansas. We are me and you are two for two tonight. I've right. been to Arkansas as well, and I, I I think that is that was the worst state that I've been to uh, in the country by far. Yeah, like I can we trade fucking Arkansas for Puerto Rico? We can, or we can. Like I, the Virgin I, Islands. I I don't know. Like fucking, is there a tradesies we can do? No, I I God, I don't I don't know. I like because I, I went to Ar- Arkansas on accident. Um, this is I the was best there way for, to go to Arkansas. I was, I was, I was there for a, a Dave Matthews concert in Memphis and I drove too far. I, I drove too far. I went to Little Rock and then I had to stay in Little Rock because all the hotels are sold out. So I had to stay in Arkansas. That was real fucked up. I was sweating at night, which w- w- any state you're in, you're sweating, you're at, sweating night. at night. God. It's too much. Ross, it's too uh, fucking I'll much. tell you right now, I've done a JRTC rotation in August. Yeah, Lee's where at? That's Leesville, Louisiana. We're yep. in okay. We're, we're in the bog. We're at, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is yeah. You're it is a hundred degrees. It's a hundred and thirty percent humidity. It rains yeah. every day, and there's mud up to your ankles, and there's mosquitoes everywhere. Like you want twenty one days of misery. Go to JRTC. It's JRTC in August. Yep. Yeah, that that's uh, I, I believe it. I, I absolutely believe it. I was in Alabama once in uh, in August, the beginning of August. And that that was that melted my dick skin off. I went to a corn concert um, in August in Alabama once. Did you really? Where at? It was uh, Mobile. 
Mobile. Ah, yeah, it was a Mobile. It was a very famous big, festival. I don't know what fan. it was called, but we were like front row. It was great. That's awesome. It was really cool. Corn, corn, like slays live. Yeah. By the way, I, I've never heard anything but good things about corn Dude, he, live. I never mean, been, but he, I've never heard a bad thing. He, they go for it. They yeah. they fucking go for it. Dude, well, it's corn. You know, it's corn. What's uh? What what else, Marty? What what do we got? Uh, what other states you've been to that you liked? Would you, know, you, you really like? Did well, you see one, the Aurora Borealis in like Alaska? Anything cool no, like that? I haven't been to Alaska yet. It's on the Is itinerary. It's not last, but it's uh, it's on the itinerary. Um, we did though see the the uh, Northern Lights in Minnesota though, right outside of Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, that was uh, that was really cool. I would say, uh, you know, one of the states that I actually uh, really really enjoyed was North Carolina. Um, speaking of things yeah um, really? i live yeah. here it's my home state yeah. it's where i'm broadcasting from right now yeah I, I really enjoyed north carolina and i'd been there a few times where'd you before. come to north carolina by the way uh i came down the blue ridge parkway got off at Asheville, and then came up to durham and then from durham over to uh myrtle beach and then uh we drove south down the coast from there so i got a pretty good gorgeous isn't it gorgeous yeah i really like north and the only time i'd been there before was to go to fort Bragg. um all i'd seen is vietnam and uh so i didn't have you know, I knew that there was more to offer in North Carolina, but I hadn't seen it, so I had a very, I was very ambivalent about North Carolina. Dude, I'm a fucking fan sure. of North Carolina now. I, I, I like yeah. it. You know, they're a little state. bit, a little bit on the hipster side in Nashville, but it was all right. You know, they Asheville some, is hipster central. Though. Yeah, it's very. I mean, granola. that's where yeah. everybody yeah. there owns a djembe and can play the hand drum. And if you start playing a guitar, yeah. dudes just show up out of the woodwork with a fucking drum. Yeah, but hey, oh yeah. You know, I would go back, and I would go back to fucking Durham. Uh, you know, got to special shout out to the Ranger Up guys. They gave me a, man. You know, I partied. I, yeah, exactly. I partied with uh, the Ranger Up guys in Durham. Great town. I yeah. love Durham. Yeah, had so, a fucking blast there. Committed a felony in Durham. <laughs> you know what the Who other doesn't? thing is? Fucking. Here, here's the other thing, and, and I'm still here right now because it is that big. Fucking Texas is big. Everybody talks about Texas is big. Texas is big. I came in at Port Arthur, went from Port Arthur to Big Bend National Park, and then up to El Paso, where I'm at right now, dude. Fucking Dude, Texas Port is big. Arthur to Big Bend is close to 800 miles. Dude, we put some fucking, <laughs> the soles on the bottom of my shoes are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Texas is a big, that's a big boy state. Yeah. That's a real big boy state. Yeah, so. Um, uh, what, what else do you got planned, though? Like uh, like baseball games, Grand Canyon. Yeah, we're definitely uh, doing Hoover Grand Dam. Canyon. We're doing Grand Canyon. Um, Grand Canyon was epic. Grand Canyon like, is one of those, you know, like we were talking, one of those yeah. places where there's a lot of hype about it and you don't know if it's going to live up to the hype. Dude, fucking Grand Canyon. I've been there before. Haven't been there yet on the van trip, but I've been there before. It lives up to the hype if you've ever been. It really does. It really it, does. It, it It is. I mean, seeing that visually is, is like, it took a little bit to take. I was just in awe for about eight minutes. Just like, holy fuck. Like, I can't even, I can look in all but directions. But hey, Jared, Jared. To be fair, though, you were in awe for eight minutes at, at Jimmy John's the other day when they when that guy brought out your sandwich. Look, you were in awe. I like don't you, set you foot stopped. into Jimmy John's, Ross. I got the fucking <laughs> app on my phone. I've got I've got my order saved. I can have a Jimmy John's order done in less than twenty two seconds. Jimmy John's Jared, Triple Boom. J, dude. By the way, Triple J is stuck. Everybody loves Triple no, J. No, they don't. No one Jared. likes it. No one wants to Everyone call me that. Everyone loves it. They're still looking for another nickname. I heard a couple Everyone cool ones. Everyone loves that was Jimmy like John's Jared. JT, the Yellow Dart. That was a cool one. Another guy. Yellow Dart has never been a thing. That's never been a thing No, once. no, no. So, uh, there was a bunch of people that said, oh, it would be cool if your nickname was the Yellow Dart. Not who, one who time have they cool. have they said the yellow dart. They've said Triple J, Jimmy John's no, Jerry. No, no, it just it just didn't stick. Like you guys thought it would stick, but all the fit, like everybody wrote in and they were like, "Man, if your nickname was the Yellow Dart or Buzzsaw, like that would be no cool." No one. By the way, anyone listening right now, nobody said Buzzsaw. All of those or, people or watch dart. way too much WWE. Uh, they were coming yeah. up with nicknames for me. I think the yellow dart sounds good. <laughs> you were not the yellow dart. Then no, you've never been the yellow dart. <laughs> Nobody's called you the yellow dart in public. That only works if you're <laughs> Asian. No, it doesn't. I mean, it works really well if you're Asian, though. Yellow dart, super <laughs> racist. Ma- Marty, it could super mean racist, sleek by the way. Super deadly. racist with it the means, yellow dart. It means yeah. sleek and deadly, like the yellow Power Ranger. I, I've it was got, Asian. <laughs> I've got nothing but love for Asians. Um. Yeah, Marty writes. Marty writes trains. Yeah, I've rode a train or two. Yeah, hopped a coal train. Yeah, rode the old Amtrak. Yeah. Hey, you know who built those railways? Yeah, the, Marty. Chinaman. the Chinaman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Chinaman. The yeah. Chinaman built those railways. No, yeah, 
you know, it's fun to travel. Like there was this one time I was sitting. Um, so, so the thing about living in a van, right? Like you don't have a bathroom in the van, so you True. have to no, find you don't, places hey, to shit. Do you, hey, do you have an end date, by the way, Marty? Is there an end date where you were like, hey, September. this is like Back to the Future? Uh, Mid September, and um, at that point, I'm going to go to college. Uh, because I feel like uh, I need to get edu- ed- educated. Yeah. Um, educated. Where, where are you going to college? Uh, Savannah, Savannah College of Art and Design. Hopefully. Oh, it's gotta, oh, it's gorgeous there. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna go try blast. to be a film student and learn the trade. I just had a really um, funny idea. Like, if I was the premier of China, I would just mail Barack Obama an invoice for like a billion dollars, and it just said for railway. We need high speed trains. <laughs> And it just says railway. It says, it says invoice has been unpaid since 1895. <laughs> 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 like you owe China a billion dollars for your railroad. Don't we already owe them like a trillion? Who dollars? knows? Yeah, but we, that we, would just, we owe them. That way. would be one of those we, like president to president jokes. Like yeah. you would yeah. call like. Yeah. Is this real? Like, oh, oh, no, it ain't real, but I got you good. <laughs> you know, but hey, but Marty, you know who's going to fix all that? China? <laughs> you know who's going to fix all that, Marty, is President Trump. President Trump's going to fix that. President that, Trump's going to fix everything that doesn't need to be all. fixed. Dude, he's yeah. got an extra large box of Band-Aids, Ross. Yeah. Like, like, hey, Marty, do you feel great about America right now? Uh, you know what? Doing this van trip, I really do. Except for, you know what? Fucking well, people hey. in Connecticut and Florida need to learn how to fucking drive. That's okay, the only. But, that's but the only. Guess what? Florida's full of old people. Uh, yeah, in bad and, drivers. Hey, in Do- Don- Donald Trump's yeah. gonna make make it great again. Okay. Yeah. Like if you felt if you if you felt like less confident about Florida, he's gonna make it great again. He's gonna make so everything he, great. You know. He, he just everything. said he's he's encompassing all of America, all of America. <laughs> I know he represents all of my viewpoints to a T. Yeah, yeah, every everybody's pretty much across the board, yeah. uh, according according to to everything I've read. Um, <laughs> hey, have you have you ever seen End of the Wild? By the way, Marty. Uh, so Jared brought this up earlier. I had started watching it, didn't finish yeah. it. Um, I need to. Do go you feel back like that's kind it. of your life right now? Uh, you know, I didn't donate all of my things to charity, but um, actually, you I kind of did donate a lot of my to charity. Actually. We so when we start took off on this trip, we sold pretty much everything that wasn't like you know some sort of sentimental value. Like I didn't sell my fucking class A's or something like that, you know. So we've got a little bit of stuff in storage, but everything else, like my TV, my fucking PlayStation, our furniture, all that shit, we either sold it or donated it to Goodwill. So we literally have like, wow, two, you yeah, went like, for you you went yeah you went you went all in. You he's went got a couple really deep drawers in the van though. Yeah, yeah, they they literally they're deep. deep. They're they go deep. deep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I can fit a couple T-shirts in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know one of the biggest T-shirts. Let's talk about that because Ooh. one of Marty's designs that we bought from him. It was a trade. Tradesies. Matt Matt, Matt traded uh, a camera for the design of the freedom flag, and the freedom flag oh, has shown all right. up. Yeah. All over the fucking. It's place. popular. It's, it's gotten around. Big fan. Yeah. I've got. I've I've got a bunch of those shirts with a freedom flag on them, yeah. Marty. I didn't know you did that. No, yeah, that was the first thing I'd ever done in graphic design. I was teaching myself Photoshop, Photoshop. yeah, and uh, tried that out. It was the second T-shirt I'd ever made, and uh, you know it did well for us in my company, but it did really fucking well once I gave it to Matt. And then now, like now, it's in thirteen hours forever, dude. I about shit. I went to the premiere in Dallas, and I about shit myself. So you didn't even know. No, it. and then you no see, way. You you didn't the know Dallas your shirt was Stadium. in 13 yeah. hours. Because Marty pr- watched the premiere of 13 yeah. Hours in the Dallas Stadium where they had they had everybody in the veteran community that had a oh, name yeah. for them. Like, we were supposed to go, but we were still uh, tied up with something that had just I gone I think you down. were still trying to wrap range up 15. Range 15. Yeah, yeah we were still and, trying uh, to wrap up Range 15. So we couldn't make it, but... You guys watch this movie in a stadium, and unknowingly, you all of a sudden see your design. Yeah. I'm sitting there, like slapping the shoulders of the guys around me, like that. I, did you, did you fucking see that? Like uh, literally studying, study, like stuttering, uh, like a freaking. So that's you know. that's a big shout out to Chris Pronto because yeah. he kept that. He did not tell us about that. He kept it from us. It was a little surprise. Like we love that guy. He's been so great to us. Uh, dude, Chris we've, is we've, a we've solid talked dude. To him. We've talked about thirteen hours before. Um, he's just—I mean—that that right there shows he's his character. He's a solid dude. Yeah. Like to him, that was a really funny joke on us because we didn't know until people that saw it the day it opened started sending us Instagram messages going, "Guys, your shirt is in thirteen hours." Like, 
a Michael Bay film that just went Fucking worldwide. Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's was, the big time, Marty. That's the big time. I, I was, yeah, I was really excited about that. But it was actually, actually, the first time I felt really good about it was not this last shot show, but the shot show before. You walk into the fucking Venetian. It was like every other motherfucker in that place had a freedom flag on them, either a patch or a T-shirt or a fucking, you know, whatever. I was like, holy shit, you know, like I knew this was, you know, got out there, but holy shit, like everybody's got this thing, and it feels good, you know, like I'm not a fucking graphic designer, but hey, you know, something I made is out there. I want to. It's cool. I. I can run the numbers later, but I want to say the last time we looked at him was well over eight months ago, and it was close to 25,000 sold, 20,000 sold. Damn. Holy shit. Dude. That's a lot of people wearing that. (laughs) Yeah. It's very fucking cool, you know? Like, And you guys are all in the creative space. You know you know how good it feels to know something you created is out there, and and people appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It really is unreal. Like, sometimes I forget until I realize, like, this morning, I get a text from a tier one operator. Like as high as you get, like, and this guy just sends me a photo with the R15 logo on the top of his helmet because he's doing an exercise like, hey, rocking you guys today. It's like, dude, that's weird to me. Like, yeah. oh shit, you guys, you guys are all the guys we always looked up to. Like, oh my god, you are God, you are you are you are amazing. Yeah. And he's wearing our logo on his helmet, and he's proud of it. Like that's unreal to me. Yeah, that's when that's you know you've created awesome. something special. Is, it, it That's is fucking great. great. Cue, to see, cue the sad music. I would, I would say, I would say the greatest <laughs> reward of this whole thing is to see guys of every walks walk of life in the military and outside of the military, whether they're just a supporter or a, a pro two A guy or a, a gun enthusiast or a mill guy, to take ownership of our brand is the most important thing about this whole operation. Is when they when they when they feel like they're a part of it because of how we have conducted ourselves and, and, Dude, and pushed it out people talk about wanting to start a lifestyle brand like that's such a fucking cliche thing to say for people starting a business like oh yeah i really want to start a, a lifestyle brand and you know create a movement and stuff. dude you guys literally fucking did it like you guys are a lifestyle brand you guys are a lifestyle the people that follow you they fucking drink whiskey they shoot guns most of them have fucking served their country or support guys that serve their country like dude you guys are a fucking lifestyle brand. Fucking cheers! Cheers! Yeah. Cheers! We it's, it's our first. It's our first cheers of the night. It came late. It came late tonight, but they they are a lifestyle brand. They're like Trojan, you know, for condoms. Rip you guys are the pleasure. Trojan condoms of of fucking military t-shirts. You are you are the industry standard, Jared, and you've done that. And oh, I love great. you. Yeah, I'm super. I'm it's super, fucking amazing. I'm super excited. Like, yeah. Man, maybe hey, you guys hey. should have skipped right over whiskey and done lead slingers condoms. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny. Over a year ago, we looked into that, but it was just uh, we looked into repackaging and things like that because we were we had really funny ideas with condoms, and it and it came to the packaging where we were going to make a box that was three hundred and sixty five, and we were going to call it the Korea Pack. <laughs> but it just there was a lot of legal things there's a lot of there there's a lot of fucking fda yeah it was like it was like once you rebranded or repackaged a condom like you're liable and lawsuits like weird shit comes up like it's just one of those things you don't want to be if anybody gets pregnant you're getting sued (laughs) yeah yeah when some guy comes back from the from the fucking ymca and says bro quells pregnant bro (laughs) dude you just gotta put the warning right on the back label that says hey if you fucking fail to pmcs your shit it is not our fault (laughs) i hey but i will say this article 15 condoms your slogan could be "We never ever pull out." Um, it's really great. It would have crushed. The only it would thing, have fucking no, crushed. no, no. It says "Art 15 Condoms." The only thing we pull out of is Iraq. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to find a place to shit, and we're on the road. Yes, and it's back like to a, the shit. Yeah, where, where yeah. do you where where do you shit on the road, Marty? Right, that, let's you know? get it. Let's get it. It's like yeah, you gotta where do you find a shit place on the road? Shit. Yeah, so, by the way, I almost shit my pants on a beach on the fucking Gulf Coast of Texas the other day. That's a completely different story. But so the art of fucking living van life is you got to find a place to take a shit. You know, you can pee anywhere as a guy every day. Every yeah. day you've got to find a place to shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so my go-to place lately has been fucking Walmart. And let me tell you why Walmart. Okay. Walmart, you've got multiple fucking stalls, and I, there's, if uh, there's anything I hate is you know you got somebody fucking knocking on style. your door. Uh, yeah, uh, you gotta I feel say, rushed. I would and, say that's yeah. one of my highest pet peeves uh, 
is someone fucking with me yeah. while I'm going to the bathroom? And you're just, yeah, it's, it's your time, right? Yeah. You know? Get yeah. the fuck out. Walmart. It's like the Goonies. It's like the Goonies. It's my time down here. Yeah. You know? It, exactly. And so you've got multiple stalls. You know, most Walmarts, they got that fucking Wi-Fi so I can sit there and watch my Article 15 fucking, you know, little comedic shorts while I'm sitting there on the on the shitter. <laughs> and, with, uh, with no headphones, Ross. He watches them with uh, no headphones in yeah. the shitter. Come oh, on, yeah. Marty. I make it awkward Come on, for Marty. Well, well, so here's God the awkward thing is I'm sitting next to this dude and he's a fucking, and I get into a conversation with him because, you know, why not? And uh, he seemed like a nice guy. And I asked him what he did for a living. He's like, I'm a fucking cannibal. And I was like, literally, like you fucking eat people? And uh, he was like, yeah, you know, like I fucking, that's what I do. And I was like, I feel like that's illegal. He's like, yeah, it's, it's in a gray area. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was like, so uh, how's the fucking cannibal business going these days? And He's like, well, it's it's got me kind of down lately. I was like, why is that? He's like, well, my girlfriend, you know, it's she's been giving me issues. And I was like, oh, why is that? She's like, well, I fucking just dumped her. And then as is right as he said that, I heard the, the ploop in the toilet. And I was like, oh. <laughs> just let that sink wow. in for a second. Just, just but, let um, that sink bump, in. Bump, bump, bump. Come on, Marty. We don't do shit like that here on Drinking Bros. We do not do shit like that on Drinking Bros. God damn it. You're you. better than that. He got you, Ross. You were, you were, you were into it. That. You were like, where is this going? Yeah. I know. I, I, I was waiting to see what, because as soon as What's you get into cannibalism, yeah. yeah, what's the fucking hook? Yeah. God damn it, Marty. I, w- I would prefer you said he's shit in his hands and then threw it over the stall. You know? like <laughs> Not a goddamn knock-knock joke. Not a knock-knock <laughs> joke on Drinking Bros. We do not adhere to that. We do not adhere to knock-knock jokes I, I on Drinking really Bros. I just really wanted to work cannibalism into the conversation tonight. I think I think you did well. I think uh, you did well. Anybody, listening, anybody listening at home, we apologize right now. We apologize on <laughs> On behalf of drinking, but you got to admit you appreciate cannibalism in the drinking bros. <laughs> we you are know? not a knock knock show. Knock, God damn it, <laughs> knock knock. Jimmy John's Jared does not believe in a hey, knock knock show. Hey, that's not my show. nickname. It's the yellow dart, motherfucker. No, it's Jimmy John Jared does not believe in a knock knock show. <laughs> yellow dart. And on that note, Jimmy John Jared Triple J, who do we have for uh, the drinking bro okay. of the week? The drinking bros and broette of the week. We're Ooh. gonna change. We're gonna start changing the format up just a little bit. You know, sometimes we'll lab- we'll we'll label people that have done amazing things or really helped out in the community uh, as far as everything uh, that we've done and, and know them. And but we're also gonna highlight people that have really awesome drinking stories. But I have, I have a lot of history with these two. So Amy Harvey and Tori Stanley, which she is now Amy Stanley because they got married, obviously. Uh, Amy Harvey and obviously. I, we went to uh, junior high together in high school. She was fucking awesome. Like she was, one of, she was one of the top three in the high school. I think you said that yeah. literally she was hot the BZ. She, she, was, she, was, she was hot? No, she was, she was the most popular. Like she okay, was because she was hot she, or was she cool? Uh, both. Like she had it, all she right. had it all. She Jer- had it all. Jerry explained to me the dynamic yeah. in his high school earlier. I don't know. If you oh, wanna... Okay, so so like in our high school, we had we had like we had cliques, but the cliques yeah. the cliques were not closed to anybody. Like even even the elite, the the popular crowd, they were still really nice to everybody. They weren't rude and 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 reserved, and they didn't they didn't put anybody down they were all really fucking cool everybody was fucking nice. cool where i grew up okay and and she was one of them because you know she was she was part of the elite she was part of the cool crowd didn't date anybody in our grade obviously because you got to go up yeah when you're yeah. in high school you date up yeah especially if you're a chick up. if you're a guy you can go they got a I mean, fucking car and all that yeah. stuff like so any but she was always awesome like uh, she would help help me like with girl shit and stuff like that like oh no here's how you get her because of course i would go down (laughs) there's two holes but you really only want to start off with the one but um so obviously after we we all go i go to the military everybody goes their separate ways come back uh a lot of my friends still live in the pacific northwest in washington uh she had married this guy tori i meet him for the first time and it's like instant best friends he's fucking awesome he works for amazon Shit, he, yeah. He's okay. He's okay. He's a lot of fun. He's definitely not a hipster. I mean, he would definitely be down. Like, dude, I got my boots on. Let's go fuck somebody up. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. these and two, two day shipping. You get free two day shipping. Oh, right? we were talking today because you know Amazon is on the verge of buying either UPS or uh, FedEx. Dude, I just want to know when this fucking drone yes. shipping is going to start. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, uh, some of your bigger cities, you know, L.A. has uh, Amazon Now. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yet? they've got they've got lockers. So, hey, by the way, I just I just did this, Jared. I bought a fucking. Uh, I needed a book for a meeting. Um, I, I I ran out of them. I got the Amazon Now. I was in a fucking locker at Seven Eleven within thirty minutes. Holy, Holy shit! shit. That, yeah, that, dead serious. That man. is awesome. So that, yeah, there's lockers set up. You put your credit card in. You order your shit, and, and it's there. They said under two hours. Um, and, and you I, got it, yeah, in it, was there, it That's uh, yeah, that's I amazing. did. I got it in thirty minutes. So anyway, minutes. these two live in North Seattle. They're at this bar called the Baranoff, and uh, there's like forty of 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 Tori's friends there. And Amy works at a, a big salon in downtown downtown Seattle, and, and a bunch of her friends are there. And one of her friends, whose name is Lindsay, is getting fucking wasted and slutty. So she says that she's just making out with fucking every one of Tori's friends all night. And it's like, now it's almost like a fun gamble of, all right, who's going to seal the deal with the slutty Lindsay? Yeah, blue balls right. all around. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. so she said, Tori, Tori starts getting fucked up, starts taking shots. She said, it, it, it's funny because Amy said there's, there's, there's rules at the Baranoff. You, you only drink if it's out of, out of a bottle or out of a shot glass. You don't get a mixed drink there because it's... It's questionable. So, sure. uh, so she sees Tori down a, down a few Jameson shots, and then they kind of separate. She said she was dancing, but then Tori comes back up to her and is like, hey, slutty Lindsay just tried to make out with me. And this is Lindsay is one of her coworkers and friends. And, okay. And uh, Amy just looks at him straight in the eyes and gets evil and is like, are you kidding? And charges her from across the bar, grabs her by the neck, throws her through two tables, and pins her by her neck against the wall and starts screaming in her face. And they're that good of friends that that was kind of like, she knew that that was kind of joking. Lindsay, slutty Lindsay did, but Tori didn't. So Tori fled the scene <laughs> because he thought Amy was going to get arrested. Sure. <laughs> so he didn't know that sure. Like she didn't really give a shit. Like she knew it was like, fuck it, but I'm going to make a scene about it because it's funny. And I want to do this in front of 40 of your friends and show them that I'm fucking crazy. That I'm boss bitch. Yeah. So she slams yeah. this chick through two tables, pins her against the wall and screams, you fucking slut. Are you ready to get beat, bitch? <laughs> Everyone freezes no in the bar way. and then they both start laughing and then go and, and, and they drink. But Tori's already fucking in the cab out. Like, <laughs> wow. So, so I, my, I guess my question for you is, did Slutty Lindsay ever fuck anybody at the end of the night? No, I, I didn't get, I didn't get that story. But from what Amy said, is she goes, I don't know if she really tried to make out with Tori or if he just said that. But at this point, she goes, I don't even give a shit. It was really fucking funny. I kind I, of imagine I, that I whole it. sequence in like this Quentin Tarantino-esque fucking... Oh, dude, I bet it was. You know? like I mean, I, The only thing that would have made it better if fucking Sam Jackson was right there, Amy's, you know? Amy is scrappy. Like, she... She can throw down a throw down with a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. She slutty would, Lindsay is still out there, by the way. Slutty, she's still out there living her life. Slutty Lindsay. Do you think she's married? Slut. Do you think she has a kid? I, no. Like, how long think, ago was this? I think this? Slutty Lindsay's still making out with 40, 40 Amazon employees. Hashtag find Slutty Lindsay. But still, those two, Amy and Tori, you guys are fucking great. You guys are awesome. Uh, they travel the world all the time. Their, their Instagrams are fucking interesting. And that's what I like. I like hey, what's the I Instagram? Like people, what's the Instagram? I, I like people that have interesting shit and interesting lives because I like seeing other stuff. I'll give you yeah. I'll give you their Instagram. It's yeah, I want to follow Harvey, H A R V E Y Amy. Harvey Amy. Uh they go all kinds of cool places because I, I, I want to say like they take a month off every year and just go do shit. And Amy wears a bunch of cool costumes and shit and they take cool posters. They recently were in New Zealand and then look at Tori's hair. He looks like fucking Jesus. Dude. He he has flowing hair. It's amazing. That's and it's a cool picture too. That's the problem with me is I look like a fucking retard in all my pictures. I got great backgrounds, but I look like a retard. He like looks that. fucking awesome. They take good pictures. Yeah. They take good photos. He looks. Yeah. They both look fucking awesome. Yeah, they look. Fun. If you're gonna travel, you got to look like Jesus, man. You really do. Yeah. You got to look like a fucking. My G problem you is I can't. Like this young this Jesus. is their wedding right here. Look at this. Look at their wedding outfits. Like that's fucking amazing. He definitely looks better with the uh, the long hair, don't you think? Uh, yeah. The I, long hair. I, like I think the long you could pull hair. off it all. I think you could pull it all off. I mean, um, my my bad, bro. Like, I didn't, you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to drag a bro down, but Ma hey, Marty, you know, you didn't pull off is that goddamn knock knock joke you tried to. <laughs> so, 
I'm just on, on that note. On that note, we're gonna wrap it up. This is this has been another exciting, dick pleasing episode of Drinking Bros hey. for Jared Taylor. Ross Patterson. We don't have Rocco. We don't have Matt Best tonight, but we got we got Marty Knock Knock Joke fucking Scoblin. <laughs> Marty Knock Knock Scoblin. I'll never forget that Knock Knock Joke. I'll never forget that fucking Knock Knock Joke. Uh, we are out of here. We will see you in Whoa! a couple of days. Uh, Drinking blows. Uh,